אוקיי רבותיי, ברוכים הבאים, בשם השם, בעזרת השם start another week, שיהיה בשעה טובה מוצלחת, our custom has become בלי נדר, to come at this time and analyze some questions that are practical, ההלכה, and try to delve and look for the sources for them and come out with a ההלכה למעשה. Uh, today is the fifth day of Av, which is the uh, yard site of Rabbeinu Ari, the Arizal. So it's a big day. Uh, the Ben Ishai actually has a whole tikkun for the fifth day of Av. Uh, so, Baruch Hashem, we have uh, a custom. Every year we get together by one of the members' homes. Uh, And we have a group of guys, we have a Sa'uda, we say Sabdavri Torah, Lezechen Nishmat Abenu Ari Zukutoya again Alenu Amen. So last night, before we started the uh, Sa'uda, I had told the Balabayit, you know, why don't you go get a candle and let's light it, you know, Lezechen Nishmat Abenu Ari, light a candle. <clears throat> so of course he didn't uh, hesitate, he went, he got a candle, he found it, he lit it. Okay, we said some Devre Torah, we finished, Bekat Amazon, we bid each other farewell, everybody went home. This morning in the Bet Knesset, he came to me and he said, by the way, do you have a, a, a Mekor for this? Is there a Mekor for lighting uh, candles? La Idu Nishama. My Mekor is that everybody does it. Okay, that's not a Mekor. Mekor is that we've been doing this from time immemorial. Okay, that's very nice. But now that he asked me the question, it forced me to open the books to really see where is this, where is this come from. So I assume for sure it's some Gemara somewhere that's going to tell me, you know, big mitzvah to light candles, le'iluin neshama. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that the best I was able to do is to find... <clears throat> not what I'm going to tell you is a proof, because it's really not a proof, but it's the closest, uh, you call it a remez, you know, it's an allusion to the concept. You'll see. The Gemara that I found is Gemara Ketubot, on page 103. The Gemara over there tells us, Tanu Rabbanan, Mish'at Petirato Shrebi. When Rabbeinu HaKadosh passed away, the redactor of the Mishnayot, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Amar Lebanai Aditzarich. Before he passed away, he said, I need to speak to my children. Okay, that's normal. Niknesu banab etzlo. So the children came into their father on his deathbed. Amar lahem, Hizaru b'chvod immechem. He said, Be careful, make sure you respect your mother. Okay? Very good, the father's making sure. Take care of your mother. Ner yehed daluk bimkomo. Ner daluk yeh bimkomo. And make sure that you light a candle in my place. What is this talking about? And then he goes on to say, Shulhan yearuk bimkomo. Set the table in, in my place. Make the beds. Okay. And the Gemara goes on to say, because 
even after he passed away, Rabbi used to come to the house every Shabbat and visit and make Kiddush. Abutai, that's a different subject. Rabbi died and he would come to the house every Friday night. After he died, to visit. So what does the simple explanation mean when it says, let me see if there's Rashi even over here. Nel Yedaluk. Let's see if Rashi says something. Oh, Nel Yedaluk bim kumo etzel ha-shulchan. Kemo b'chayai. Just like when I was alive, used to light a candle next to my, uh, my seat in the house on Shabbat. So basically he was saying, make sure you still light a Ner Shabbat because I'm coming. In the olden days, they would light Ner Shabbat. They needed Ner Shabbat so they could see. So they would light one next to the, where they sat and ate. So he's saying, listen, make sure you tell mommy or you light a candle next to my, uh, next to my seat where I sit on Friday night, even though I'm dying, because I'm going to come back every Friday night. So therefore... I need to have the, the light over there. Okay, so that's talking about a Ner Shabbat, by the way. Nothing to do with anything. It's a Hadush over there. He was telling him, you should still light the, uh, the Nerot Shabbat. Fine. Ner Dalukum Komo. Although, I mean, if, if it was a Ner Shabbat issue, shouldn't he have said, Ner Yedalukum Komo Be'erim Shabbat? Ner Yedalukum Komo sounds like Always. more sounds like light a candle for me now, immediately. If it's a Shabbat issue, we should say, Ma'adim Shabbat. So I saw that the En Yaakov answers that question. He, he says that if, he, if they would light it on Erev Shabbat next to his t- table where he sits, the people would be suspicious. What are they lighting? What is he coming back? So in order to decoy the people, light it from the beginning of the week so they won't know why you're lighting it. If you do it on Erev Shabbat, it's going to look like, you know, you're doing it specifically next to my seat because they're going to think that, uh, you know, I'm coming. And I don't want people to know that I'm coming back. So therefore, do it inconspicuously. Let it always be there. Let it always be there. But again, the En Yaakov is also understanding it's Ner Shabbat. However, if we wanted to, if we wanted to, since he didn't say Shabbat, we could say maybe he was saying Listen, after I pass away, ner daluk bimkomi, light a candle, leilu neshama. And the truth of the matter is, the rabbi called the Ya'abetz, on this Gemara says, umikan semech laminhag. From here we have a remes to the minhag. Which minhag is he talking about? <coughs> I'm assuming he's talking about the minhag of lighting leilu uh, neshama. But again, if I was a lawyer, I can't bring that as a proof. Uh, I could say, yeah, maybe he can learn it this way, maybe he can learn it that way. He didn't say, Tadlik Ner Nishmati. And by the way, most of the Rishonim, if not all of them, are learning that it was a Ner for Shabbat. And the Hadush was like I told you, since he was returning back every Friday night, he was saying, listen, make sure there's light next to my uh, seat for the Shabbat. Why didn't he tell him to light it? Shabbat, like I told you, from the En Yaakov. So they, they shouldn't know what's going on. So it should be done uh, in a secretive way. But nonetheless, it was a Ner Shabbat. So the Abed said, maybe from over here, you have a name. But it's not a Gemara Mefuresh. That much, that much I cannot tell you. 
I saw others wanted to bring a ra'ayah from the uh, from a gemara in Berachot on Daf Nungima. Over there, the gemara is discussing the laws of Birkat Meoreha Esh on Motzei Shabbat. So the gemara over there is telling us that in one gemara it says you're allowed to make Meoreha Esh on the Ner that's in the Bet Knesset. Another Gemara says, no, you cannot make Birkat Meorah Esh on the Ned that's in the Bet Knesset. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? You have a contradiction. Can you or can't you? So the Gemara comes along and says, Lakashya, <clears throat> that what? It depends if there's a Adam Hashuv in the Bet Knesset. If there's an Adam Hashuv in the Bet Knesset, an important guy, the candle was not lit for illuminating purposes. The candle was lit for his honor. To make the Berachah Morea Esh, it has to be a candle that was lit for the purpose of giving light. But when Adam Hashub is there, sometimes they would light extra candles, not for giving light purposes, but for kavod purposes. So the Gemara says, if there was an Adam Hashub in the Bet Knesset, you cannot use that Ned, because that Ned is not for illumination purposes, it's for kavod purposes. But if there's no Adam Hashub in the Bet Knesset, then that light was lit for or therefore you can make more meorah ish. So then the Gemara comes along and says, al ner shel metim. Oh, you cannot make the beracha of meorah ish on what's called ner shel metim. ner shel metim. So the Gemara says, because ner metim. It seems they used to light Nerot next to the mat, Lichbodo. Aha, Lichbodo. So since it's being lit in his honor, it's not lit for illumination purposes, so you cannot light, and you cannot use Meorea Esh from Nev Shel Metim. But what do we see from over here? That there was a custom in the olden days that they would light, as I understand for a living person, you're lighting a Ner, okay, it's Kavod, Kavod for a living person. But what's the kavod for a deceased? Obviously there was some inyan that after a person dies, they would light nerot. They would light nerot. Now it's considered ner lechavod. Okay. I don't think it's a proof explicit that it's leiluin shama and all that other stuff. They let it for kavod. Listen, there's inyan kavod amet. But then, by the way, that wouldn't prove to us the minhag of lighting it when he's in the grave, in the yard site 22 years later. They would light it when they passed away in front of the mat, they would light it in there. That's when the coffin was there. But you cannot bring a proof from that Gemara that they were lighting Nerot on a yard site. All that was Ner Mamashil Metim, Lechbod Hamet, where the mat was, was there. All right, so you really can't bring the Ayot Rabotai too many from the. Uh, from the, from, from the Gemara. Anyway, we should ask ourselves a, a, a general question. A general question might be, what would be anyway the advantage to a neshama of lighting a ner? What is this over here? You light a ner, Abraham ben This unbelievable thing here. I understand you want to tell me you did a mitzvah, you gave tzedakah, okay, you gave the neshama, you're connecting that mitzvah to him. Oh, let's say it works. Okay, I agree, it works. 
you make a beracha. Sometimes you go to the house of mourning. Make berachot. so and so. It worked. You did a mitzvah. Light a candle. I have a better one. Why, why, why do you hit a golf ball? I mean, I'm hitting a golf ball. Elu nishmat ploni. No, lighting a candle. What does lighting a candle do? To me, lighting a candle is no different than hitting a golf ball. So why all of a sudden they tell me, no, light the candle, nishmat, Mr. Mr. Flan. What, what, what's the sign? Unless you tell me, unless you tell me that there's some zikhut into lighting a candle. What's Which, what does that mean? Light a candle, has to do something with the neshama. Okay, good. So, so, so the neshama is, is a mashal to the neshama, therefore. So it uh, maybe has to do with uh, a merit for the neshama when you light the candle. It's a merit? If I tell you that, if I tell you that the ner is compared to a neshama, I accept that. And I understand why. Because the ner goes up, and the neshama is something spiritual that goes up. Everything in this world has gravity, it goes down. The ner defies gravity, it goes up. So it's like a neshama that it has its natural tendency to go up. No problem. Also, the ner is something ruhani. It's the closest thing that we have in this world that's spiritual. I mean, you could see it, but you can't touch it. It doesn't have a mashut. So therefore, it's a mashal. I have no problem. I accept ner, Hashem, nishmat, adam. But that makes it that when I light a ner, it's a zikut for the net. How about if it's a, how about, how about if it's a connection? Meaning? That meaning the light is, is coming from us and it's a connection to the neshama. Okay, but, so we connected ourselves. And that does something for the neshama. I'm not I'm sentimental. I'm not problem. Sentimental. Oh, it's for you. Yes. Oh, Allah So when we say Le'ilun Nishmat, we mean for Le'ilun Nishmat, the living guy. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I'm talking <laughs> that, that we are doing it in Le'ilun Nishmat. Correct. See, again, Jesse, I understand that we're doing something positive. When you're doing a mitzvah. But to light a candle, what, 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 I didn't know that lighting a candle is a mitzvah. Again, if it's Nerot Shabbat, that's not Nerot Shabbat, that's Nerot Shabbat. You don't, you don't light Nerot Shabbat, Nerot Shabbat. Ner Hanukkah, that's a mitzvah. You don't light Nerot Shabbat. You take a special yard side candle like they do. Nerot Shabbat, Mr. Ploni. Oh, what a mitzvah you did over there. What an item you did. You did a mitzvah, you lit a candle. Lit a candle. So now I have no idea. Every time you light a match to, 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 to light up your cigar, before you light your cigar, I'm saying, this is for, uh, for my grandfather. Okay, and then you light this. Well, well, I'm not mezalzel. I just want to understand what, unless you tell me. Does it have any connection with the Nair and Shema you put on, on, on Kippur? Oh, 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 oh. That might be a Mekor. You remember I was looking for Mekorot? That might be what you just mentioned, and I'll jump into it because you mentioned it. I see our members today, Baruch Hashem, they, they slept good on Shabbat. They slept good on Shabbat, therefore they're, they're excited to, to be participating, which I have no problem with it. I'm excited that you're participating in the Bortai. So what our, one of our members over here said is something to do with Kippur. Actually, there is one of the Rishonim. He's called Rabbi Aharon HaKohen Milonil. This is a rabbi that wrote two sefarim that we know about. It's called Orchot Hayim. But the more common book of the rabbi Aaron Kohen Miluni is the Kolbo. The Sefer Kolbo, they always quote him. In his laws of Yom Kippur, at the end of Yom Kippur, he says that the custom on Erev Yom Kippur was to light candles le'iluin nishmat the niftarim. Oh. So forget it, now already we have a Rishon, we couldn't find the Gemara, but we have a Rishon already that brings it down, 
And to our delight, Maran Rabbi Yosef Karo brings this custom in Hilchot Yom Kippurim, in Siman Tafresh Yud, where Maran writes, Nohagim bechol makom leharbot nerot. The custom is to light a, 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 a lot of candles on Erev Yom Kippur. Where? Bebet HaKeneser. Now this is not Leilun Yishavah. This is just to have light in the Bet Knesset. It's, it seems it's a kavod when there's a lot of light in the Bet Knesset. Especially in the old days, they didn't have lights. So Erev Kippur, the custom was to come to the Bet Knesset, there were light lights. And the Mishnah Barura says, because it says, Alken ba'urim kavedu Hashem. Honor God with urim. Fine. So they would come to Erev Kippur and light. Then the Ramah writes, Ramah. Benoagim shekol ish kadot katan osim no ner. Gam ner neshama le'abiv ul imoshe metu. Oh, so the first mekor we have is Erev Kippur. The Rama quotes the Kolbo, and he says, "Eden yantolai ner neshama le'abiv ul Now, by the way, where were they lighting these nerot? It sounds like in the Bet Hakeneset. Now I understand if you're lighting in the Bet Knesset, that's a zechut already, because it's kavod Bet Knesset. The more light that's in the Bet Knesset, they could read, they could pray, they could see, they could take out the sefer Torah. If you tell me that the mitzvah of lighting your site or lighting Nenesha is in the Bet Knesset, okay, now at least we connected it to a mitzvah. The, even if you have lights in the Bet Knesset, so maybe we could say like this, by the way. I'm going to say Hadush now. Hold on to your seats. Maybe I'll say, because I did find, by the way, he wants to say that in a place where you don't have a candle, you can light an electric light for your sight. So I wanted to take it a little further. <clears throat> Since if we're going to learn that the whole mitzvah of lighting the yard site is in the Bet Knesset, so the people have a zikhut, they can see, they can pray better. So you're doing a zikhut. That's a zikhut for the niftar. So then I would say, Anu Hadush, go to the rabbi of the Bet Kinnah and say, I want to pay the electric bill this month, Le'ilun HaShamav, so and so. So then you're reading Galit HaMetzvah. So they turn on the lights, and you, who's paying for the lights? Who's paying for the fuel? What's the difference if you pay for a wax candle, or you pay for oil? Why pay for that? If you hold that electricity, it's a light. And if, you, if we understand that the zikhut is to give the... The people is zikhut to pray and to learn and to read. So therefore, the Chaura, I'm saying this as an idea that uh, if a person really wanted to do some type of the Einun Shama, he could pay the electric bill, at least the lights, or, or, or not the whole thing, partial, you know, for the week, whatever, for the day. Could be that would be a, uh, could be that was a zikhut. So you're right when you say, Hilchot Yom Kippur, that's the first Mekor that we have. Interesting, the Mishnah Brura brings down, to light a ner lechavod abiv uimo lechaper alehem. In lechaper, can it add that even the metim need kaparan yom kippur? Can it add the metim are also judged? So therefore, the pasuk is saying over here. One second, a botai. I don't want to lose electricity. Give me one second. Electricity over here, and I think I am, but I don't know why I should. Let's see. Ah, we're good. We won't lose. On again. Okay. So anyway, that's already one mikor. Is there another mikor that we found in the, in the halakha? 
So I found another mekor. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. An interesting mekor. Listen to this one. In, in, in Hilchot Shabbat. In Hilchot Shabbat, this is from the Maharshal. It's in Siman Rish Samech Aleph. Mishnah Brura Tet Zayin. The case over here is, we know that Ben Hashem once you get into Shabbat, into twilight, you cannot do Melacha anymore. Sunset is 6 o'clock, at 6 o'clock you, you can't do Melacha. Even though at 6 o'clock it's called twilight, Safek Yom, Safek Laila, but it's a Safek. Therefore, you cannot do Melacha. However, in certain situations, if it's a mitzvah, you're allowed to tell a goy, Ben Hashem during the 13 and a half minutes. We call that Shvut de Shvut, Bemkom Mitzvah. Shvut means it's the Rabbanan to tell a goy. And it's also the Rabbanan because it's Ben Hashem it's Safek, which is the Rabbanan. So I have two Rabbanans, Bemkom Mitzvah. It's Hadush to know that Ben Hashem going into Shabbat, you're allowed to tell a goy if it's a mitzvah. So listen to this, this Mishnah Brura. He says, Vechen mutar lomar le'enu Yehudi ben ha'shemashot lehadlik ner yorzait. Unbelievable. Which is the guy forgot that he has yorzait. Now six o'clock comes Shabbat. Oh, I forgot to light a candle. Oh my gosh, what's going to be over here? Forgot that. So what does the Mishnah say? Go to the Goy and tell the Goy, light the candle. Unbelievable. The Goy's light the candle. I guess you have to say, since you're commanding him to do it, and you can't do it, so you get some credit. He says, why is it okay? He says, So the Mishnah considers this as if it's a mitzvah. Shvut to shvut, sorek gadol, sorek mitzvah. So you see already, so important was lighting this candle for the yard site, they allowed you to tell a goy to do it on Shabbat, but a Shabbat. Furthermore, you see how chashuv it is. We know that on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to light nerot on Yom Tov, you can only light from an existing flame. That we know that halakha over there. Now, but we're not getting into the menag halab and all those other things that they turn lights on on Yom Tov. That's for a different day, for a different topic. We're discussing over here, our tradition here today, that we only light from an existing. Good. But even, I'm going to have to mute you on that one. Even when it says over here that we light from an existing flame, it doesn't mean you can light anything. You have to have a tzorich. Which means, I have, let's say, an existing flame. I can use it to light the candles for Yom Tov. Yom Tov candles must be I think they'll show Yom Tov. I can use it to light the fire, to cook. Beautiful. But I cannot use this uh, fire for anything. It needs to be a tzorech. So, in halakha, can you light a yard side candle on Yom Tov? Is that the fit tzorech? And his answer, mutal ladlik ner neshama b'yom tov. Look at that. And he says, You can't call that a ner she'en sarich. That's considered a tzorek. So Rabotai, you see over here, 
And by the way, where, where were you lighting this? Kaminsu doesn't tell me. Were you lighting it in your house or you were lighting it in the shul? That he doesn't tell me. But I do see from these sources that already there was discussed and it was a big item and people were doing it. So now the question we have to we have to analyze is how exactly is the best way to uh, to fulfill it. So I found Baruch Hashem a Benish Hai. I found a Benish Hai. The Benish Hai is in his Sefer Torah Lishma. Now you know you know about this book Torah Lishma. The book Torah Lishma, the Benish Hai wrote it anonymously. He wrote the book and he signed his name on the book, not Yosef Chaim. He signed it Yehezkel Kahli. It's called a pen name. So many years people didn't know that that book was actually written by the Ben Ishai. Now, incidentally, Yehezkel Kahli is Gematria Yosef Chaim. But nobody figured that out. And many times the Ben Ishai in Od Yosef Chaim's other book quotes. I saw in a very good sefer called Torah Lishma. Meanwhile, that's him. <laughs> and I was, oh yeah, Torah Lishma. And he says, yeah, from this Rabbi Kahli. Nobody knew who Rabbi Kahli was. Meanwhile, later on, they figured out that it was him. I once was by Hakam Yaakov Hillel, may live be well, and he has actually the handwriting of the Ben Ishchai. So he showed me the handwriting of the Ben Ishchai in his halachot, and he showed me the handwriting of Torah Lishma. It's the same handwriting. He says it's a proof beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Ben Ishai wrote the Torah Lishma. So anyway, in Torah Lishma, in Siman, what is it? Tav Kufchav. So they asked the Ben Ishai, what is this lighting of the candles? Explain me the menag of lighting of the candles for a niftar. So listen to what he says. He has a whole Torah on this. That which you ask, First, First, he's talking about within the seven days of the niftar. Oh. The first seven days, he says, there's inyan to light the net in the house of the niftar. Not in the Bet Knesset, in the house. Why? Unbelievable, he says, because look what Abinu Bahya writes. Abinu Bahya is one of the Rishonim. In Parashat Terumah, which is the parasha that talks about the menorah. So the Benu Ba'ya says, V'yadua, ki ha-neshama nehenit ba-hadlakat nerot Unbelievable. And the neshama gets a hana'ah from hadlakat nerot. There's a pleasure that the neshama gets. Why? V'hi metalechet be-edduni ahod, ba-simcha metpasheshet u-metrachemet betok hana'at ha-orah. Mepineshi hatikat or hatzubah, because it itself is or. So things that are alike are connected to each other. Like was mentioned by our members, that since the Shema is made out of or, so when it sees or, it's attracted to something that it's liking, something that it's similar to it. So he says, Now, even though the candle is gufani, it's a physical thing, and the Neshama is actually spiritual, Zachu Pashut, Says the Ben Ishai on this Rabbeinu Bahia, There's a Hana'ah. So you want to give a, uh, a, a Hana'ah to a deceased? This is a Hana'ah. 
you light in there uh, is a, in the house during the seven days is a pleasure. So he writes, alze. He says, don't be shocked. Didn't we learn on Motzei we smell the Samim? Why? Because the Neshama gets a Hana'ah from the smell as well. When you breathe a good smell, the Neshama gets a Hana'ah. Good. Because the or for sure the Neshama gets a Hana'ah from it. So he says, During the seven, the, nef- the nefesh of the niftar still is in the house. The first seven days, the nefesh still is in the house. It doesn't leave. That's why they make the abilut in the house, because the nefesh is in the house. So if you want to give a hana'at to the nefesh that's there, you light a nef. Kifiyat al-kut, ari. This is your side. Betam zayni me abilut. Lezem madlikim ner sham ba'avud hana'at ha-nefesh. Interesting, we hana'at ha-nefesh. Ah, that's what he says. Ahar shiva after seven, shemistaleket legamri min abayit. The nefesh leaves the bayit and ta'am ladlik. They don't, what are you lighting in the house for? There's no nefesh over there. So you're lighting for your own nefesh, like Jesse said. You get a hana'at. But the nefesh is gone. Wow. Furthermore, if the niftar did not die in that house, because the nefesh only goes to the house where he died in. So if they're sitting in a different house, he says, no, he's not there, he's not coming there. Ah, there it is. He says, Tov during the 12 months in the Bet Knesset. You have to say before you lie, He says, then, Even though it's Menachok, that's the Hadush over here. That even though we said, when it's in the house, the Nefesh is there, he's getting Hana'ah directly. But during the year when you do it in the Bet Knesset and you mention his name, you need two things. Bet Knesset and mention the name, then he gets a long distance Hana'ah. And then he writes, well, the more so if you light on the grave. You ever go to the graves of Sadiqim? They light candles on the graves. The Benish Chai says, absolutely. Because you're close to the nefesh over there. So the Hana'a is, is, is very close. But then he writes at the end, so by the way, he, he, by the, he writes over here, niftar. It sounds like it's from niftar for the Hana'ah that you're giving. I don't know if it's a le'ilun yishmat. I don't know if this is raising his soul. I told you, it's not a mitzvah. Unless you tell me you're lighting in the mitkanesa, like I said, they're going to use it, and therefore you want that zikhut. But without that, just lighting it in the mitkanesa, 
with mentioning the name, there's a hana'ah for, the, for that, which is, what's the matter with giving him some hana'ah? He says, V'lachen v'day tov v'nachon shehaner shemadlikim tok zayin, the net that you light within seven, or within the 12 months, bebet ha-keneset, or on the yard side, sarik shehaben atzmo yadlik. The sun himself should light it. Biyado, ba'avur abid, v'yomar befiv, he should say bechol pam shvahadeni madlik shemen lamaod lemnuqat v'ilui nefesh v'davar zin nechshav lo bechlal kavod abba'im ah because you get him himself kibud abba'im that's why I want you to light it when you're alive you're giving hanat to your father you're giving hanat to your mother well, just like this kibud abba'im when they're alive this kibud abba'im when they when they pass one of the ways you bechabed them is your life very interesting. So he comes over here, he says, Unbelievable. But he has to say, I'm lighting this shemen lamaor. The question is what to light. Some say shemen. Some say shemen. I saw why. Because shemen has the letters of neshama. Sheen mem nun is three out of the four letters of neshama. But I saw brought down in other sefarim, that you should actually light a wax candle. Why did they say light a wax candle? So I saw because they say that the wax is Rashetevot. Hakitsu Virannenu Shokhene Afar, which is a name is to Tayatamitin. That's Rashetevot Shaaba. Hakitsu. Okay, Rabotai, in the Bet Knesset, you can t- t- because of the Salakah, we instituted now Bet Knesset, next to where I sit, we have a big box, Michael Waba Yezakhel Latov donated it, he fills it with oil, and we have wicks over there, and anybody that has a yard site, they come up to the stage, they give some Siddakah, which is also brought down to give some Siddakah, and they say, but it's not only Badlik, Mitnadev, you shouldn't. Well, you using somebody else's dime? That's a good one. You take somebody else's food and you give it to your father. The mitzvah is to make the food yourself. At least pay for it. So therefore, you give the little dinabat to the bet keneset and you say, "Aneni madik nerze lemnuhat or leilu nishmat abib." By the way, even if nobody uses it, it's kavod bet keneset that there's more lights. That itself is a mitzvah. Like it said in the Mishnah, right? Quoted the pasuk, "Ba'urim kabedu et Hashem." That the more light that they're in the bed, kenes, it's kavod bed. So the zechut of kavod bed kenes already is a zechut la'idu neshama. So therefore, Abotai, this uh, minhag over here that we mentioned is already is already uh, well documented. Just as a remez, we gave a remez once of what the inyan of the lighting is. The Ramah writes in Siman Vav in the Berachav Asher Yatzav. So in the Berachav Asher Yatzav we say, Umafli la'asot. The body is a wonder. It's a wonder. It's a pale. The human body is a wonder. Now, we could probably talk about the wonders of the human body from here till uh, Mashiach. But the Mishnah says, or the Ramah writes, what's the wonder? The fact that God takes two opposites and he twines them together. The Neshama and the Goof should be arch enemies. The neshama doesn't want to be on earth. 
wants to be in heaven, it's attracted to the Shamayim. And the body is attracted to the animalistic. So you're taking two enemies, two opposites, mamash, like fire and water, and you're putting them together, and then the, the miracle of the human body is that it works. That Boreolam is able to take two opposites and put them together. Mamash umaflila asot. That the human body is made up of, you know, enemies, two enemies. And they, and they live together, by the way. And they stay together. So therefore, similarly, when we light a nerd, it's the same umaflila asot. What happens when you light a nerd? Normally, liquid should put out a fire. Liquid is the, and here you're taking oil and you're putting a, a flame and they're, they're, they're coming together. So we're giving a remez to this inyan of the fact that the neshama and the guf are able to stay together. Uh, the symbol of that is lighting a nair. Okay, that's just a remez, you know, what, what, it, what it's trying to symbolize. Last but not least, I did see uh, there's a sefer that anyway, you shouldn't have to use it, but it's called Geshir Hayim. Rabbi Tekachinsky. This is like a handbook on the laws of uh, Abelut. So over there in chapter 20, he has a whole paragraph on Ner Neshama, and he writes, Nuhagim la'adlik ner le'ilun nishmat bebayit sheniftar sham. Oh, look at that, we lost it. Okay. I'll just conclude. Bebayit sheniftar sham. Veratsui shiya ner beheder shebo niftar. He says it's better that it should be in the room where the niftar was. Nonetheless, they put it in the bayin. And then he says, He quotes a tikkuni ha Okay, fine. Nonetheless, back to our original question where we asked the minhag to light a nair on the yard side clearly is well documented. Uh, only question is, probably would have been better to light the Ned in the Beta Knesset. Like the Benish I said that after the 12 months, it's already to light it in the, uh, the Beta Knesset probably has uh, a greater value. Uh, after all, the Ariza didn't die in the house that we were in last night. So therefore, if we wanted to do it in the proper way, it's probably a bigger inyan to light in the Beta Knesset itself. Okay, Yiratzon, Shizkuta Benu Ari, Yagen Ba'adenu, Amen Okay, Rabotai. Baruchim Abaim. B'Shem Hashem. We, B'Zat Hashem, start another week. She'e B'Sha'atovah Muslahat. Our custom has become B'Rineder to come at this time and analyze some questions that are practical, halakha, and try to delve and look for the sources for them and come out with a halakha l'ma'aseh. Uh, today is the fifth day of Av, which is the uh, yard site of Rabbeinu Ari, the Arizal. So it's a big day. Uh, the Ben Ishchai actually has a whole tikkun for the fifth day of Av. Uh, so, Baruch Hashem, we have uh, a custom. Every year we get together by one of the members' homes. Uh, and we have a group of guys, we have a Sauda, we say Sabdivrit Torah, Lazekha Nishmata Benu Ari Zukutoya again Alinu Amen. So last night, before we started the uh, Sauda, I had told the Balabayit, you know, why don't you go get a candle and let's light it, you know, Lazekha Nishmat Benu Ari, light a candle. Uh, 
<coughs> so of course he didn't uh, hesitate. He went. He got a candle. He found it. He lit it. Okay. We said some devar Torah. We finished the katamazon. We bid each other farewell. Everybody went home. This morning in the Bet Knesset, he came to me and he said, by the way, do you have a, a, a mekor for this? Is there a mekor for lighting uh, candles? <laughs> <coughs> I My mekor is that everybody does it. Okay, that's not a mekor. My mekor is that we've been doing this from time immemorial. Okay, that's very nice. But now that he asked me the question, it forced me to open the books to really see where is this, where is this come from? So I assume for sure it's some Gemara somewhere that's going to tell me, you know, uh, big mitzvah to light candles, le'iluin neshama. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that the best I was able to do is to find, <clears throat> not what I'm going to tell you is a proof, because it's really not a proof, but it's the closest... Uh, you call it a remez, you know, it's an allusion to the concept. You'll see. The Gemara that I found is Gemara Ketubot, on page 103. The Gemara over there tells us, When Rabbeinu HaKadosh passed away, the redactor of the Mishnayot, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Amar Lebanai Aditzarich. Before he passed away, he said, I need to speak to my children. Okay, that's normal. So the children came into their father on his deathbed. He said, be careful, make sure you respect your mother. Okay, very good, the father's making sure, take care of your mother. Ner yehed daluk bimkomo. And make sure that you light a candle in my place. What is this talking about? And then he goes on to say, Set the table in, in my place. Make the beds. Okay. And the Gemara goes on to say, because... Even after he passed away, Rabbi used to come to the house every Shabbat and visit and make Yiddush. Abutai, that's a different subject. Rabbi died and he would come to the house every Friday night. After he died, to visit. So what does the simple explanation mean when it says, daluk bimkomo. daluk. Let me see if there's an Ashi even over here. daluk. Let's see if Rashi says something. Oh, Nel Yedaluk bim kumo etzla shulchan. Kemo behayai. Just like when I was alive, used to light a candle next to my uh, my seat in the house on Shabbat. Nechol erev Shabbat ayabal lebeto. So basically was saying, make sure you still light a Nel Shabbat because I'm coming. And in the olden days, they would light Nerot Shabbat. They needed Nerot Shabbat so they could see. So they would light one next to the, where they sat and ate. So he's saying, listen, make sure you tell mommy or you light a candle next to my, uh, next to my seat where I sit on Friday night, even though I'm dying, because I'm going to come back every Friday night. So therefore, 
I need to have the, the light over there. Okay, so that's talking about a Ner Shabbat, by the way. Nothing to do with anything. It's a Hadush over there. He was telling him, you should still light the, uh, the Nerot Shabbat. Fine. Ner Dalut Mkomo. Although, I mean, if, if it was a Ner Shabbat issue, shouldn't he have said, Ner Yedalut Mkomo Be'erim Shabbat? Ner Yedalut Mkomo sounds like always. Ner Yedalut Mkomo sounds like light a candle for me now, immediately. If it's a Shabbat issue, we should say, Be'erim Shabbat. So I saw that the En Yaakov answers that question. He, he says that, if, he would, if they would light it on Erev Shabbat next to his t- table where he sits, the people would be suspicious. What are they lighting? What is he, coming back? So in order to decoy the people, light it from the beginning of the week so they won't know why you're lighting it. If you do it on Erev Shabbat, it's going to look like you know, you're doing it specifically next to my seat because they're going to think that uh, you know, I'm com- and I don't want people to know that I'm coming back. So therefore, do it inconspicuously. Let it always be there. Let it always be there. But again, the En Yaakov is also understanding it's Ner Shabbat. However, if we wanted to, if we wanted to, since he didn't say Shabbat, we could say maybe he was saying, listen, after I pass away, Ner Daluk Bimkomi, light a candle, Leilun Shabbat. And the truth of the matter is, the rabbi called the Ya'abetz, on this Gemara says, Umikan Semech Laminhag. From here we have a remez to the minhag. Which minhag is he talking about? <coughs> I'm assuming he's talking about the minhag of lighting Le'ilun uh, Shabbat. But again, if I was a lawyer, I can't bring that as a proof. Uh, I could say, yeah, maybe he can learn it this way, maybe he can learn that way. He didn't say, Tadlik Neh Le'ilun Shmati. And by the way, most of the Rishonim, if not all of them, are learning that it was a Neh for Shabbat. And the Hadush was like I told you, since he was returning back every Friday night, he was saying, listen, make sure there's light next to my uh, seat for the Shabbat. Why didn't he tell him to light it in Shabbat? Like I told you, from the En Yaakov. So they, they shouldn't know what's going on. So it should be done uh, in a secretive way. But nonetheless, it was a Ner Shabbat. So the Abed said, maybe from over here, you have a But it's not a Gemara Mefuresh. That much, that much I cannot tell you. I saw others wanted to bring a Ra'ayah from the uh, from a Gemara in Berachot on Daf Nun Over there, the Gemara is discussing the laws of Birkat Meoreha Esh on Motzei Shabbat. So the Gemara over there is telling us that in one Gemara it says you're allowed to make Meoreha Esh on the Ner that's in the Bet Knesset. Another Gemara says, no, you cannot make Birkat Meorah Esh on the Ned that's in the Bet Knesset. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? You have a contradiction. Can you or can't you? So the Gemara comes along and says, La <coughs> Kashya, that what? It depends if there's a Adam Hashuv in the Bet Knesset. If there's an Adam Hashuv in the Bet Knesset, an important guy, the candle was not lit for illuminating purposes. The candle was lit for his honor. To make the Berachah Morea Esh, it has to be a candle that was lit for the purpose of giving light. But when Adam Hashuv is there, sometimes they would light extra candles, not for giving light purposes, but for kavod purposes. So the Gemara says, if there was an Adam Hashuv in the Bet Knesset, you cannot use that ner 
Because that name is not for illumination purposes, it's for kavod purposes. But if there's no Adam Hashub in the Bet Knesset, then that light was lit for Or, therefore you can make Mora Ish. So then the Gemara comes along and says, Oh, you cannot make the Beracha of Meorea Ish on what's called Ner Shel Metim. So the Gemara says, because Ner Metim, it seems they used to light Nerot next to the Met, Lichbodo. Aha, Lichbodo. So since it's being lit in his honor, it's not lit for illumination purposes, so you cannot light, and you cannot use Meorea Esh from Nev Shel Metim. But what do we see from over here? That there was a custom in the olden days that they would light, as I understand for a living person, you're lighting a Nev, okay, it's Kavod, Kavod for a living person. But what's the Kavod for a deceased? Obviously there was some Inyan, that after a person dies, they would light Nerot. They would like Nerod. Now it's considered Ner Lechavod. Okay. I don't think it's a proof explicit that it's Le'ilui Nishama and all that other stuff. They let it for Kavod. Listen, there's a Nyan Kavod Amet. But then, by the way, that wouldn't prove to us the Minhag of lighting it when he's in the grave, in the yard site 22 years later. They would light it when he passed away in front of the Met, they would light a Ner. That's when the coffin was there. But you cannot bring a proof from that Gemara that they were lighting Nerot on a yurt site. All that was Ner Mamashil Metim, Lechbod HaMet, where the Met was, was there. All right, so you really can't bring the Ayot Rabotai too many from the, uh, from, the, from, from the Gemara. Anyway, we should ask ourselves a, a, a general question. A general question might be, what would be anyway the advantage to a neshama of lighting a ner? What is this over here? You light a ner, le'edu neshmat Avraham ben Sarah, v'zeh le'edu neshmato. This unbelievable thing here. I understand you want to tell me you did a mitzvah, you gave tzedakah le'edu neshama. Okay, you gave the neshama, you're connecting that mitzvah to him. Oh, let's say it works. Okay, I agree, it works. You make a benachah, sometimes you go to the house of mourning. Make berachot, le'elunishmat so-and-so. It works, you did a mitzvah. Light a candle? I have a better one. Why did you hit a golf ball? I mean, I'm hitting a golf ball, le'elunishmat ploni. No, lighting a candle. What does lighting a candle do? To me, lighting a candle is no different than hitting a golf ball. So why all of a sudden they tell me, no, light the candle, le'elunishmat, Mr. Mr. Flan. What, what, what's the sign? Unless you tell me, Unless you tell me that there's some zikhut into lighting a candle. Which, what does that mean? Light a candle, that's to do something with the neshama. Okay, good. So, so, so the ner is a, is a mashal to the neshama, therefore. So it maybe has to do with a merit for the neshama when you light the candle. It's a merit? If I tell you that, if I tell you that the ner is compared to a neshama, I accept that. And I understand why. Because the nair goes up, and then the shama is something spiritual that goes up. Everything in this world has gravity, it goes down. The nair defies gravity, it goes up. So it's like a shama that has its natural tendency to go up. No problem. Also, the nair is something ruhani. It's the closest thing that we have in this world that's spiritual. 
I mean, you could see it, but you can't touch it. It doesn't have a mashut. So therefore, it's a mashal. I have no problem. I accept ner Hashem nishmat adam. But that makes it that when I light a native, it's a zikhut for the event. How about if it's a how about how about if it's a connection? Meaning, that meaning the light is is coming from us and it's a connection to the neshama. Okay, but so we connected ourselves, and that does something for the neshama. I'm not I'm sentimental. I'm not problem. Sentimental. Oh, it's for you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> So when we say le'ilun nishmat, we mean for le'ilun nishmat, the living guy. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I'm talking <laughs> that that we are doing it in in, in nishmat. Correct. See again, Jesse. I understand that we're doing something positive. When you're doing a mitzvah, but to light a candle, what, 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 I didn't know that lighting a candle is a mitzvah. Again, if it's Nerot Shabbat, that's not Nerot Shabbat. That's Nerot Shabbat. You don't, you don't light Nerot Shabbat, Nerot Shabbat. Ner Hanukkah, that's a mitzvah. You don't light it, Nerot Shabbat. You take a special yard side candle like they do. Nerot Shabbat, Mr. Ploni. Oh, what a mitzvah you did over there. What an item you did. You did a mitzvah, you lit a candle. Lit a candle. So now I have a new idea. Every time you light a match to, 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 to light up your cigar, before you light your cigar, I'm saying about time, this is for, uh, for my grandfather. Okay, then you light this. I'm not mezalzel, I just want to understand what, unless you tell me. Does it have any connection with the Nair and Shema you put on, on Kippur? Oh, 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 that might be a Mekor. You remember I was looking for Mekorot? That might be what you just mentioned, and I'll jump into it because you mentioned it. I see our members today, Baruch Hashem, they, they slept good on Shabbat. They slept good on Shabbat, therefore they're, they're excited to, to be participating, which I have no problem with it. I'm excited that you're participating in the Botai. So what one of our members over here said is something to do with Kippur. Actually, there is one of the Rishonim. He's called Rabbi Aharon HaKohen Milonil. This is a rabbi that wrote two sefarim that we know about. It's called Orchot Hayim. But the more common book of the rabbi Aaron Kohen Miluni is the Kolbo. The Sefer Kolbo, they always quote him. In his laws of Yom Kippur, at the end of Yom Kippur, he says that the custom on end of Yom Kippur was to light candles le'iluin nishmat the niftarim. Oh. So forget it, now already we have a Rishon, we couldn't find the Gemara, but we have a Rishon already that brings it down, and to our delight, Maran Rabbi Yosef Karo brings this custom in Hilchot Yom Kippurim, in Siman Tafresh Yud, where Maran writes, Nohagim bechol makom leharbot nerot. The custom is to light a, 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 a lot of candles on Erev Yom Kippur, where... Bebet Knesset. Now this is not the Iluni Shama. This is just to have light in the Bet Knesset. It's, it seems it's a kavod when there's a lot of light in the Bet Knesset. Especially in the old days, they didn't have lights. So Erev Kippur, the custom was to come to the Bet Knesset that would light lights. And the Mishnah Rurah says, because it says, Alken ba'urim kavedu Hashem. Honor God with Urim. Fine. So they would come to Erev Kippur and light. Then the Ramah writes, Ramah. Oh, so the first mekor we have is Erev Kippur, the Ramah quotes the Kolbo, and he says, Now by the way, where were they lighting these Nerot, it sounds like? In the Betakereset. 
Now I understand if you're lighting in the Bet Knesset, that's a Zechut already. Because it's Kavod Bet Knesset. The more light that's in the Bet Knesset, they could read, they could pray, they could see, they could take out the Sefer Torah. If you tell me that the mitzvah of lighting your site or lighting Nirnish is in the Bet Knesset, okay, now at least we connected it to a mitzvah. The, even if you have lights in the Bet Knesset, so maybe we could say like this, by the way. I'm going to say Hadush now. Hold on to your seats. Maybe I'll say, because I did find, by the way, he wants to say that in a place where you don't have a candle, you can light an electric light for your site. So I wanted to take it a little further. <clears throat> Since if we're going to learn that the whole mitzvah of light in the Yortzah is in the Bet Knesset, so the people have a zechut, they can see, they can pray better. So you're doing a zechut. That's a zechut for the niftar. So then I would say, Anu Hadush, go to the rabbi of the Bet Knesset and say, I want to pay the electric bill this month, Le'ilu Neshamav, so and so. So then you're reading the mitzvah. So they turn on the lights, and who's paying for the lights? Who's paying for the fuel? What's the difference if you pay for a wax candle or you pay for oil? Why pay for light? If you hold that electricity, it's a light. And if, you, if we understand that the zikhut is to give the, the people a zikhut to pray and to learn and to read, so therefore the Chaorah, I'm saying this as an idea, that uh, if a person really wants to do some type of the Eilun Shama, he could pay the electric bill, at least the lights, or, or, or not the whole thing, partial, you know, for the week, whatever, for the day, could be that would be a... Uh, could be that was a zikhud. So you're right when you say, Hilchot Yom Kippur, that's the first mekor that we have. Interesting, the Mishnah Rurah brings down, to light a nail lechavot abid uimo, lechaper alehem. Lechaper. Can it add that even the metim need kaparan Yom Kippur? Can it add the metim are also judged? So therefore, the Pasuk is saying over here, one second, Abotai. I don't want to lose electricity. Give me one second. I do not want to lose electricity over here, and I think I am, but I don't know why I should. Let's see. Ah, we're good. We won't lose. We're on again. Okay. So, anyway, that's already one Mekor. Is there another mikor that we found in the, in the halakha? So I found another mikor. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. An interesting mikor. Listen to this one. In, in, in Hilchot Shabbat. In Hilchot Shabbat, this is from the Maharshal. It's in Siman Rish Samech Aleph. Mishnah Brura Tet Zayin. The case over here is. We know that Ben once you get into Shabbat, into twilight, you cannot do Melacha anymore. Sunset is 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock, you, you can't do Melacha. Even though at 6 o'clock it's called twilight, Safik, Yom Safik, Laila, but it's a Safik. Therefore, you cannot do Melacha. However, in certain situations, if it's a mitzvah, you're allowed to tell a goy. Ben during the 13 and a half minutes. We call that Shvut, the Shvut, Bemkom Mitzvah. Shvut means it's the Rabbanan to tell a goy. And it's also the Rabbanan because it's Ben Hashemashot, it's Safek, which is the Rabbanan. So I have two Rabbanans, Bemkom Mitzvah. It's Hadush to know that Ben Hashemashot, going into Shabbat, you're allowed to tell a goy if it's a Mitzvah. So listen to this, listen to this Mishnah Brura. He says, Vechen 
מותר לומר לאינו יהודי בין השמשות להדליק נר יורצייט. Which is the guy forgot that he has yurtzeit. Now six o'clock comes Shabbat. Oh, I forgot to light a candle. Oh my gosh, what's going to be over here? I forgot that. So what does the Mishnah Barah say? Go to the Goy and tell the Goy light the candle. Unbelievable. The Goy's light the candle. I guess you have to say since you're commanding him to do it and you can't do it, so you get some credit. He says, why is it okay? He says, So the Meshtabra considers this as if it's a mitzvah. So you see already, so important was lighting this candle for the yard site, they allowed you to tell a goy to do it on Shabbat, Shabbat. Furthermore, you see how hashuv it is. We know that on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to light nerot on Yom Tov. You can only light from an existing flame. That we know that halakha over there. We're not getting into the menag halab and all those other things that they turn lights on on Yom Tov. That's for a different day, for a different topic. We're discussing over here, our tradition here today, that we only light from an existing. Good. But even, well, I'm going to have to mute you on that one. Even when it says over here, that we light from an existing flame, it doesn't mean you can light anything. You have to have a tzorich. Which means, I have, let's say, an existing flame. I can use it to light the candles for Yom Tov. Yom Tov candles must be there. I Yom Tov. I can use it to light the fire, to cook. Beautiful. But I cannot use this uh, fire for anything. It needs to be a tzorich. So, in Can you light a yard side candle on Yom Tov? Is that the Tzorech? And his answer, Mutal Ladlik Ner Neshama Biyom Tov. Look at that. And he says, V'nir'eh Sh'ner Neshama Enon Nechshav Ner She'en Tzarich Lo. You can't call that a Ner She'en Tzarich. Sh'al Kod Parim Yeshko Bazit Tzorech. So Rabotai, you see over here, and by the way, where were you lighting this? Come in, so it doesn't tell me. Were you lighting it in your house or you were lighting it in the shul? That he doesn't tell me. But I do see from these sources that already there was discussed and it was a big item and people were doing it. So now the question we have to we have to analyze is how exactly is the best way to uh, to fulfill it. So I found Baruch Hashem Abenish Hai. I found the Benish Hai. The Benish Hai is in his Sefer Torah Lishma. Now you know you know about this book Torah Lishma. The book Torah Lishma, the Benish Hai wrote it anonymously. He wrote the book and he signed his name on the book, not Yosef Chaim. He signed it Yehezkel Kahli. It's called a pen name. So many years people didn't know that that book was actually written by the Benish Hai. Now, incidentally, Yehezkel Kahli is Gematria Yosef Chaim. But nobody figured that out. And many times the Benish Hai in Od Yosef Hai's other book quotes. I saw in a very good sefer called Torah Lishma. Meanwhile, that's him. 
And I was, oh yeah, Torah Shema. And he says, yeah, from this Rabbi Kahli. Nobody knew who Rabbi Kahli was. Meanwhile, later on, they figured out that it was him. I once was by Hakam Yaakov Hillel, may live be well. And he has actually the handwriting of the Benish Chai. So he showed me the handwriting of the Benish Chai in his halachot. And he showed me the handwriting of Torah Lishma. It's the same handwriting. He says, it's a proof beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Benish Chai wrote the Torah Lishma. So anyway, in Torah Lishma, in Siman, what is it? Tap Kufcha. So they asked the Benish Chai, what is this lighting of the candles? Explain me the menag of lighting of the candles for a niftar. So listen to what he says. He has a whole Torah on this. That what you asked. First, First he's talking about within the seven days of the niftar. niftar. First seven days, he says, there's inyan to light the net in the house of the niftar. Not in the Bet Knesset, in the house. Why? Unbelievable, he says, because look what Abinu Bahya writes. Abinu Bahya is one of the Rishonim. In Parashat Terumah, which is the Parashat that talks about the menorah. So Abinu Bahya says, V'yadua, ki neshama nehenit bahadlakata nerot. Unbelievable. And the Shema gets a Hana'ah from Hadlakat Nerot. There's a pleasure that the Neshama gets. Why? Because in itself is Or. So things that are alike are connected to each other. Like was mentioned by our members. That since the Neshama is made out of Or, so when it sees Or, it's attracted to something that it's liking, something that it's similar to it. So he says, Shehumina. Now, gufani, even though the candle is gufani, it's a physical thing, and the neshama is actually spiritual, says the Ben Yishchai, on this Rabbeinu Bachia, Hanelecha shehaneshama yeshla hanaam naor. So you want to give a, uh, a, a hana'ah to a deceased? This is a hana'ah. You light in there, uh, is a, in the house, during the seven days. is a pleasure. So he writes, He don't be shocked. Didn't we learn on Motsesha, we smell the Samim, why? Because the neshama gets a hana'ah from the smell as well. When you breathe a good smell, the neshama gets a hana'ah. Good. Because she kena or the or for sure the neshama gets a hana'ah from it. So he says, "Va'alken betocha shiva, asher nefesh neftar odenu mitzuya betocha bayit." Oh. During the seven, the, nef- the nefesh of the niftar still is in the house. The first seven days, the nefesh still is in the house. It doesn't leave. That's why they make the abilut in the house, because the nefesh is in the house. So if you want to give a hana'at to the nefesh that's there, you light in there. Kifiyat al-kut, This is your side. Betam zayin yimei abilut. Lezeh madlikim ner sham ba'avud hana'at ha-nefesh. Interesting, we Hana'at Nefesh. Ah, that's what he says. 
אחר שבעה אפטר סבן שמסתלקת לגמרי מן הבית, the נפש leaves the בית, אין טעם להדליק. So you're lighting for your own nefesh, like Jesse said. You get a hana'ah. But the nefesh is gone. Wow. Furthermore, if the niftar did not die in that house, because the nefesh only goes to the house where he died in. So if they're sitting in a different house, he says, there's no light, there's no yet, he's not there, he's not coming there. Ach, tov le'adlik ner, תוך י' בית חודש בבית הכנסת. אה, רבי אלישי. זה טוב להדליק נט during the 12 months in the בית כנסת. למנוחת הנפטר. מנוחת הנפטר. וכן בכל שנה ביום יורצייט. והרי צריך שיאמר, you have to say before you lie, בשעת הדלקת הנש הוא מדליק הנל למנוחת נפש. הנני מדליק נל למנוחת נפש, פלוני בן פלוני. He says then, יגיע הנאה לנפש האדם ההיא. Even though it's מרחוק, that's the חידוש אומר. That even though we said, when it's in the house, the נפש is there, he's getting הנאה directly. But during the year when you do it in the Bet Knesset and you mention his name, you need two things. Bet Knesset and mention the name, then he gets a long distance Hana'ah. And then he writes, Or the more so if you light on the grave. You ever go to the graves of Sadiqim? They light candles on the graves. The Benish Chai says, absolutely. Because you're close to the Nefesh over there. So the Hana'ah is, is, is very close. Shisham Mishkar Halik Me'alka Nefesh. הרי הודעתי לך לפי דרכנו שיש טעם גם כן בהדלקת נרות אצל מצבות הצדיקים כשהולכים לשתת טייח. But then he writes at the end. So by the way, he, he, he writes over here, למנוחת הנפטר. It sounds like it's for מנוחת הנפטר, for the הנאה that you're giving. I don't know if it's לעילוי נשמת, I don't know if this is raising his soul. I told you, it's not a mitzvah. Unless you tell me you're lighting in a bit kinesa, like I said, they're going to use it, and therefore you want that zechut. But without that, just lighting it in the bit kinesa, with mentioning the name, there's a hana'ah for, the, for that. Which is, what's the matter with giving him some hana'ah? He says, V'lachen v'day tov v'nachon, she'hanel she'madlikim tok zayin, the net that you light within seven, or within the 12 months, me'bet kinesa, or on the yard side, The son himself should light it. He should say, That's why I want you to light it. When you're alive, you're giving Hanat to your father. You're giving Hanat to your mother. Well, just like this Kibbutz Abim when they're alive, this Kibbutz Abim when, when they pass. One of the ways you mechabed them is your life. Very interesting. So he comes over here, he says, V'alken or haner hu dugma l'neshama, v'lezei yila hana'a mena or. Unbelievable. But he has to say, I'm lighting this shemen l'ma'or. The question is what to light. Some say shemen. 
Some say Shemin. I saw why. Because Shemin has the letters of Neshama. Sheen Mem Nun is three out of the four letters of Neshama. But I saw brought down in other Sephari that you should actually light a wax candle. Why did they say light a wax candle? So I saw because they say that the wax is Rashi Tevot. Hakitsu v'rannenu shochene afar. Which is a name is to Ta'yata Metim. That's Rashi Tevot Sha'ava. Hakitsu v'rannenu shochene afar. Okay, Rabotai, in the Bet Knesset, you can talk. Because of the Salakha, we instituted now Bet Knesset. Next to where I sit, we have a big box. Michael Waba Yizachel Latov donated it. He fills it with oil, and we have wicks over there. And anybody that has a yard site, they come up to the stage, they give some Siddhaqah, which is also brought down to give some Siddhaqah in the Shema, and they say, Adeni Madlik. But it's not only Madlik. Mitnadev. You shouldn't, were you using somebody else's dime? That's a good one. You take somebody else's food and you give it to your father. It means you to make the food yourself, at least pay for it. So therefore, you give the little didabat to the Bet Knesset, and you say, Adeni Madlik Nerzeh. By the way, even if nobody uses it, it's kavod betekenes that there's more lights. That itself is a mitzvah. Like it said in the Mishnah, right? Kordon pasuk ba'urim kavidu et Hashem. That when the more light that they're in the betekenes, it's kavod bet. So the zechut of kavod betekenes already is a zechut la'inu neshama. So therefore, Rabotai, this minhag over here that we mentioned is already is already. Uh, well documented. Just as a remez, we gave a remez once of what the inyar of the lighting is. The Ramah writes in Siman Vav in the Berachav Asher Yatsar. So in the Berachav Asher Yatsar we say, Umafli la'asot. The body is a wonder. It's a wonder. It's a pellet. The human body is a wonder. Now, we could probably talk about the wonders of the human body from here till uh, Mashiach. But the Mishnah says, Udrama writes, what's the wonder? The fact that God takes two opposites and he twines them together. The Neshama and the Goof should be arch enemies. The Neshama doesn't want to be on earth. It wants to be in heaven. It's attracted to the Shamayim. And the body is attracted to the animalistic. So you're taking two enemies, two opposites, Mamas, like fire and water, and you're putting them together. And then the miracle of the human body is that it works. That Boreolam is able to take two opposites and put them together. Mamash asot. That the human body is made up of, you know, enemies, two enemies. And they, and they live together, by the way. And they stay together. So therefore, similarly, when we light a nair, it's the same asot. What happens when you light a nair? Normally, liquid should put out a fire. Liquid is the... And here you're taking oil and you're putting a, a flame and they're, they're, they're coming together. So we're giving a remez to this inyan of the fact that the neshama and the guf are able to stay together. Uh, the symbol of that is lighting a nair. Okay, that's just a remez, a piadrash, you know, what, it, what it's trying to symbolize. Last but not least, I did see uh, there's a sefer that anyway, you shouldn't have to use it, but it's called Geshir Hayim. Rabbi Tekachinsky. This is like a handbook on the laws of uh, Abelut. So over there in chapter 20, he has a whole paragraph on Ner Neshama, and he writes, 
נוהגים להדליק נר לעילוי נשמת בבית שנפטר שם. בבית שנפטר שם, ורצוי שיהיה הנר בחדר שבו נפטר. אבל אפילו נפטר במקום אחר כמו בית חולים, נוהגים להדליק נר בבית שהיה דל שם. ומהדרים בנר של שמן, עיקות של תיקוני הזוהר. אוקיי, פיין. נונדלס, רבותיי, back to our original question where we asked the מנהג to light a נר on the yard side, clearly is well documented. Only question is, probably been better to light the נר in the בית הכנסת. Like the Ben Ishai said, that after the 12 months, it's already to light it in the, uh, in the Beit Knesset, probably has uh, a greater value. Uh, after all, the Ariza didn't die in the house that we were in last night. So therefore, if we wanted to do it in the proper way, it's probably a bigger inyan to light in the Beit Knesset itself. Okay, Yeratzon, Shizkut Abenu Ari, Yagen Ba'adenu, Amen Kedirazon.